0: Back again, episode two of the Strong Dads uh, ep- Strong Dads podcast. Um, boys, how are you?
1: Good, good. How are you? Good, good.
0: How's, uh, how's things been the last week?
1: Yeah, I can't believe it's been weeks past, to be fair. I think it's like flown by.
0: How, uh, how are the nippers? I
1: uh, did have a new discovery this week, though. Um, I found my child on the worktop in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 <should> start. Be. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Kate's mentioned to a couple of times recently, Said so I found him on the side and I'm like, is he levitating or something? Cause he's like, he can just about get his head above it, let alone climb up. So like yesterday I was like, right mate, I'll show you a video. Cause that's a video of this. I was like, can you show me how you get up on the side? Right, ready for this? On
2: the side. Dishwasher nice.
0: I love the way he's explaining to you what he's actually doing as well. Yeah.
1: He's like, giving me details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so well,
2: yeah. Lad, I was just gonna say that like, my little and we all like remote like she obsessed with a dishwasher like there could be knives and stuff just like pointing in every direction and she's like no i'm just climbing on it like i don't care
0: no touch wood mate i give it within the week we'll have that she's just about she's got she's moving but like until the last few days it was like she'd only move if it was like a means to an end to get something she wanted (laughs) now she's realized she can get around the place quickly and do what she wants mate that'll be the next one um but best, yeah, like, my uh, my idea of dad life finally came uh, true on uh, on saturday so we've had a horrendous week with teething and things anyway saturday afternoon she was just like wiped out and uh, so loose gone out to sort the food shop out so i ended up with a like, lay there feet up in front of the tv like snuggled up into me rugby on the telly it's like, mate, all I needed was a beer. It's like, this is what I thought dad life was going to be like.
1: That's one of those where you know you've got some beers in the fridge, but you're in that position where you think, if I move, they're going to wake up. Yeah. And I'm but I really want a beer. And so you just spend about an hour in your head going, how can I get to the fridge? Or is it worth going to the fridge?
0: Oh, mate. And then you, you're weighing up your head go uh, when Luce got back I'm going. Can I ask for a bit now, or is that gonna backfire and make me because she's been out like so at of the food shop and doing the work?
2: <laughs> you get this new level of like ninja skills when you become a dad, like how to walk upstairs without making them creak so you don't wake up, wake them up. Like I feel like I can close a door now. Like it doesn't make any sound whatsoever.
0: No oh, that, learn where all your creaky floorboards are <laughs> in your house.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> how to close a door without making a noise. What like you, you set little plans and routes where you go at certain yeah. day and night. Yeah,
0: all over that. All right, over so that. let's get into this week then. So we kind of go into one of the topics we touched on last week, and that was where like, I guess dads that's kind of struggle a bit in terms of as life changes when little ones arrive, we feel like we can kind of lose our identity. We stop doing. The things that have made, you know, been massive parts of our lives for years and years and years, and we can end up feeling a bit lost. So, like Chris, you spoke about this quite last week and you felt you experienced this quite a bit with rugby. So, do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah. So, um, I played my last game um, sort of the weekend before uh, Fred was born. Um, and yeah, just sort of walked off the pitch, packed my bag in, and left and didn't really say anything. It wasn't like a bit of a, a grand farewell or or anything like that. It was just like, I, I suppose like I panicked a little bit and was just like, I don't really want to sort of accept that it's stopping kind of thing. You went that
0: as well, didn't you? You just kind of personally sat down with Kate and gone, I'll play rugby up until Fred's born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: yeah. it, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Probably. Up and down the country and stuff with it, and I think with with a newborn, it's just not. And, and the amount of support we had around, which which wasn't a lot or isn't a lot, the um, it just wasn't fair to be doing that. So again, having a chat, and and to be fair, I think if I was being honest, I was definitely coming to the end of my time, especially at that kind of <laughs> at that kind of level.
0: I didn't like it's to say. Tough.
1: A few moments where I'm thinking, yeah, I probably shouldn't be on this pitch right now. So, um, so it came to a bit of a natural conclusion with everything. Uh, the time was probably pretty good, but just sort of on the rugby, like for those of you who know me sort of quite well, it's like rugby has been a huge part of my life since I was about five years old. Um, so yeah, been playing it for over thirty years, or been involved with it over thirty years, and it's it's become a lot more like I know a lot of people just play a sport or have it as a hobby and stuff like that but I really sort of bought into everything about rugby and the ethics and and the sort of teamwork and the sort of ideology of it and and how it can help you in other aspects of your life and the biggest thing for me was the fact that I used it a lot as an escape as in once I don't know about you two but once i I was in, in that rugby environment and laced my boots up and walked across that whitewash. Like, it didn't matter what was going on in the world. Like, I was just concentrating on what was in front of me for the next 80 minutes, doing everything in my power to help my teammates, to win the game and to sort of play as well as I can. And, you know, I've been through a few sort of tough personal things over the years. Like, I lost both my mum and dad when I was younger. And I, ended up, I played rugby, like, the week after. They both passed away um because i needed to and i wanted to and for for that sort of hour and a half or whatever I, I was able to forget about it and just concentrate on myself and be myself and i've used rugby that way a lot pretty probably pretty much throughout my life so it was um so it was a way for me to express things get things out of my system just not sort of put my head down and forget about things but just have a bit of freedom you know when you're stressed you tense up and you just feel that you need that release and you want to keep thinking about whatever the problem is and it's just it's always enabled me I, I, i've loved the physical part i mean i've spoke to neely about this before it's, it's a it's a strange thing it's not so much like the sort of the, the tackling and whatnot it's, it's actually being hit yourself it's a bit i know it's like i know. I know, as well as Mark, like, I know you're going to be like, you weirdo, but like Neely's not in the way there. And it's like, there's something about this sort of physicality and, and especially when you're carrying the ball and being hit and trying to ride the tackles and, and carry on or, or making that tackle whatever it may be. It was, it was a huge like release of energy or emotion, whatever it may be. So, and, and it's something I wasn't expecting when it decided I was going to stop, so I like literally walked off at Otley, packed my bag, walked off, and then Fred was here the next week, and then it just it slowly dawns on you, and I was like, I've got my release, I've got, a, and, I've, and I've really, really struggled with finding something else because obviously you know it's like with a newborn, it's just full on you know, you don't have time to think about anything but I've always had this, I call it like a pressure valve where, you know, things build up, things build up and then being able to play rugby is like a good release for that and I suddenly didn't have that and also because, you know, with rugby you've got, you know, you've got your teammates, you've got supporters, you've got like a, like a shared interest in stuff like that and suddenly that's gone as well and it's, not sleeping, not eating, not training, newborns, you know, looking after your, your partner, nappies, feeding, regime, whole new whole new thing. And it was like and I really did struggle with it at the beginning. Um about sort of not having that rugby, not having that release, not having that sort of crux almost to to help with with everything that was going on. I mean, because mm-hmm. obviously like when you when you when you see what your, your partner goes through when they're pregnant, giving birth, and everything like that, you know you you. It's unbelievable when the, when your kid comes and you're a proud dad and you want to be this person and this that, and the other, and suddenly a big part of you is actually missing. And it, it's and it's t- taken me a while to get my head around it, and it's like it's not so much a big big part of me that's missing. It's just a big something that's missing that I used to do. Like I've not really changed the person, like I've still got the same values, the outlook, hobbies, you know, and everything like that. But it's just something that I did that I, I didn't do anymore. It's just finding another um, another way or another something that can replace that feeling or that ability to unwind or release that pressure valve, really.
0: When you say you struggled, like in what way how did that show itself how did you like what in what ways did um, you, like you were struggling
1: I suppose like getting a bit sort of short-tempered like a bit sort of like, anxious like being stuck in a house um panicking not not really knowing what to do because you know what it's like in the first sort of month or so it's like mom, mom and child like they're bonding they're trying to sort of Get to know each other, feed and stuff, and you you end up being a bit like a veteran and carrier, a bit on the periphery, a little bit. Yeah. I know, yeah. like, what and all and everything, but it was like, I didn't, I didn't feel part of the three. It was like a two and a one. Um, and I used to just, like go to Tesco's like three days a week. Sorry, three three times a day, not three times a week. Like, once a gathering. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> need, uh, need um, turmeric and i go off and get turmeric and then get back in like an hour later like mm-hmm. oh I forgot um, uh, a lime do you know what I mean and just sort of almost so- something to do say yeah. like so just I'm, doing do. I'm, doing I'm doing something but also trying to be sort of yeah part of, part of something just trying to be involved
0: how did you find it, Adam? Because you like you'd already stopped playing rugby, hadn't you, when uh, Elizabeth came along?
2: Yeah, a lot of what Jonesy just said then was because obviously I went into the strength and conditioning coaching after um, playing, which gave me somewhat of a I was around it, but I didn't have. I know Jonesy you to say, you were coaching, weren't you? And you were saying like, and I could relate to it when something happened on the field. I couldn't physically get involved and do anything. Like, say something bad happens on a rugby field, you drop the ball, you can carry the ball and get hit again. And it doesn't matter because you're back into it. I think when you're outside of that, it's that, you know, it's a mess for life, isn't it? Rugby, you kind of get knocked on your ass a few times and you get up and go again. And that just happens in life. So I think when you transfer it into life, I was just getting a bit more like what Jonesy said, like, I would get angry in traffic. I would get a bit annoyed in Aldi. I would, you know, all these little things. What I never used—I used to be so calm. Like if someone cut me up in traffic. I'd instantly go, "They don't know where they're going." I found that when I finished playing rugby, it was like oh, he must be the biggest dickhead in the world because just cut me up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's like- I think there's just that, like, like you say, release, release of energy or stress or whatever that is.
0: I Think it's control as well, because a bit like you said then about like in rugby, certainly that like when you when you're playing, you can impact it. Like if someone makes a mistake or the game's going badly, you can to an extent take it upon yourself or like you know, you you've got some if you're on the pitch, you've got some control over kind of what's going on, you can you can impact it. When you've not, you lose that in terms of I guess what you're doing with your with your sport and things like that. But also like Chris said, where you you feel like certainly in the early days, everything's about like mother and baby, and you feel like you've got stuff to do to support them, but you're a little bit of a, a spare part, so to speak. So you've not got complete control or anything there. Do you think that comes like, comes out in it? Do you think that's part of it?
1: Um, possibly, yeah. And I think you know, again, I think we touched on it last time. You have like sort preconceived ideas about you're going to be like a super dad, you're going to do this, that, and the other, and you've got an image. Well, I, I know I had an image in my head about I'm going to be a dad who does this, that, and the other, when you da, da, da. And when, you, when, you're still, like, when you're not living up to that image in your head and stuff because, you know, everything's new and you find a new routine and you just, you're unsure about stuff, you don't have that control over stuff. It, it's it's tough yeah it's it's yeah, you just get these strange like emotional outbursts and and whatnot and yeah you sort of is get a bit afraid and everything like that
0: it's, it's weird isn't it because like, see so you, you go into it with those preconceived ideas of what dad life's going to be like and in those early days particularly that it's not like that at all because they're so small they just literally sleep you wake know, up and have a nappy change feed, go back to sleep again. And it's just like a cycle of like kind of those three things and keeping them on that kind of like con- conveyor belt of sleep, feed, nappy change, and things like that. It's not like, you know, you, you have these ideas in your head of like you said, being a super dad and being able to go and do all this awesome stuff with your kid. And it's like those first few months, there's none of that. So, no, no. like, no. But, and plus,
1: you know, like partner, like, what what they go through, like the birth like carrying the child, giving birth and then having to sort of look at being the primary carer for it, like it's unbelievable. Like like looking back now, I think before before like Kate was pregnant and Fed with it, you know, obviously you know about reproduction, how it works and everything like that. But to actually live with somebody going through it and see what like the female goes through, it's unbelievable. And it's like I would. I could never go through that. I don't. I don't know how <laughs> they become like superhuman Agreed. New. And again, that's where it's like you think, yeah, I'm. I'm not much compared to that. That's like that's phenomenal. Like hats off to like women giving birth and everything like that, and looking after kids. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it's the ultimate unselfish thing, isn't it? Like we can go on about identity, but. I know. Yeah. And as my partner, she's gone, you know, she's really good at a job. And then all of a sudden, you're on maternity leave and they're just mum. And it's the same as kind of other dad, but we can kind of step in and out of it. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> unreal, isn't it? It's the ultimate, um, I don't know, motherly thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to have to stand on the outside and look at that and feel a bit worthless.
1: <laughs> the thing is, when you sort of measure yourself up, it's like, yeah, I'm big time second here big <laughs> time. Not even yeah, okay. like not even a photo finish. It's like a was bad. I've been lapped a few times, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it is I, I
0: think that's a like a difficult one because like so you, you feel like things change and certainly for you Chris like it's almost like a double whammy of life changing with Fred arriving and then life changing with not playing rugby. And then it's like you're also then almost so you feel differently about about things. You've, you know, you've not you've lost. I say lost. You know, a big part of your life. You stopped playing rugby, but then also you beat yourself. Up going, I've got no room to complain here. You know, she's gone through all this with like carrying nine months, the the discomfort and everything of uh, uh, you know of, of being pregnant and everything that goes along with it. Then the the trauma that is uh, labour and everything. And then, do you think that? Uh, that's hard as well I think this is one of the reasons blokes don't talk about stuff as much as you go actually I've got nothing to complain about it and you sort of bury stuff down a little bit
1: yeah 100% yeah because like even like I don't know you sort of I felt awkward like in the delivery suite where you got like these midwives like looking at you a bit funny or scowling at you a little bit if you make like the wrong comment or something like that you know and it's like and it just yeah I, I just felt not this uh unattached to the whole situation. But yeah, it's like I've got I can't say a thing here because I, I've got no room to talk like what what Kate's gone through and everything like that. Yeah, it's just I can't I feel that I can't really talk or explain how I feel. If I try and you know, I think if I tried to speak to Kate about how I was feeling at that time, it wouldn't be a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not their fault like or anyone's oh, no. fault do you know what I mean it's just the situation you're in and it's like oh you can play and you can't play rugby anymore you can play and you can't go yourself mm-hmm. yeah we'll pick that up in uh, a couple of years time yeah <laughs> part of that but yeah I think yeah but what what has helped massively is like Having sort of mates and, and clients and stuff that have either sort of been through it or or going through it and been able to talk to them and just, you know, it's just having that conversation. And somebody says something that you've been feeling, you go, Oh, oh, you felt like that too. Oh, okay. Right. It's not just me then. Thank God for that. That's
0: blokes yeah. in it. We just think we're the other yeah. you know, the blokes won't be. Uh, no one else yeah. is like that.
1: Oh, that's it. And, you know, and like, it's like after two weeks, you go back to work as yeah. well. Top of it, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm a new dad, just go back to work. And then there's a bit of guilt about leaving the you know, kid with a mom because it's it's so tough and all that. And it's, yeah, and we're expected to sort of not just plod up, but just crack on and don't complain kind of thing.
0: Did you find that then? Because that was one thing I was thinking about. Is, and again, I probably didn't have this because of lockdown and, and, and things. Is like, I yeah, always, one of the things about, like, I say PTs in general, but like, us is like not being able to complain about not having the time to train because we work in a gym. You know, like, so you've not got to travel there before or after work, so to speak. You've got, you're working in the building and things like that. But when you've had a kid, like, did you find you were training less and you feel guilty for taking that time? to train when you're going, actually, I should probably, rather than,
1: like, I don't think, I train, think... I'm
0: off home between sessions.
1: Yeah, I don't think I trained properly for about six months. Something like that. Um, yeah, just, and not through, yeah, through, I suppose, a little bit of sort of guilt, or not enough time, or or just the fact that it's like, I think we mentioned it last time, like, on the list of priorities, like, training and stuff just isn't, isn't there? I've got to get back. I've got to look after my partner, you know, look after my, my new child and stuff like that. And sort of, if I get, went back in time and sort of had a chat with myself, I would say, don't just jack it in, like at least try and do something once a week, twice a week, maybe. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, you know, I, I train, like train for like two hours or so, because it take about ten minutes between
0: each set. <laughs> Power <laughs> lifter here.
1: Yeah, that's what I wish. But it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that. There are sort of many sort of ways to train, but it's just the act of doing something and, and feeling good because I, I I put on a load of weight as well. I think I went up to about sort of two fifty pounds or something like that. Like luckily I can not sort of carry it off but I
0: Being
1: think six a lot foot of kind carry kind of
0: that. Being like six foot odd kind of helps.
1: Yeah, it does certainly help. And you can sort of like, not they say, not carry it off a bit, but just sort of like hold it all right. But in myself, I knew I was like, okay, I'm like well out of nick here. And then that just has a detrimental effect because you're not sleeping, you're grabbing at food, you're not training, you used to play a sport, you don't play a sport anymore. And you're in this sort of roller coaster of sort of newborn territory and you look at yourself going, oh, I just, I just don't feel or look great. I'll start next week. And, you know, as well as I do, next week never comes. <laughs> and roll on and roll on and roll on and roll on. Until, like, I think it was even, like I think the mother-in-law started commenting. It was like, right. And they <laughs> thought, mm-hmm. they were, yeah. What did that make you do? Did you just actually spark straight back into it or? Well, because again, it's like on. I've got like this sort of on or off switch, and I was like, right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hire somebody. it. So like, you like, you're a PT, can you not just like train yourself, whatever. But you know, I felt if I was to do that, I would just jack it off because I'd like I've got you know responsibilities and stuff like. That. It's easy just to you know write your own program. It's, Easy to change it or anything like that. But if someone's gone to the effort to to write your art program or everything like that and just, you know, and put their time and effort, it's more obliged to do it. And I, and I needed that structure back into everything. And again, that had a massive knock on effect. To, I think you said it before you become ultra efficient with your time because once you sort of like move maybe a couple of things around and you go, actually, I've got time to train, I've got an hour, but I know what I can do in that hour. And then obviously having a chat with Kate and stuff and it's like, look, I need to sort of get back training. She was like, yeah, no danger. Obviously just don't take the piss or whatever, but, you know, just make sure you you train because, you know, if you're feeling better, you'll be a better dad because you'll be in a better mindset, better sort of physical frame and, and sort of go from there. So it was sort of got to a point where it was like going down, down, down and then, just get back into that structure, get a plan, get a training plan together and just, and and fit it around everything. Obviously, there's times where it's like, you need to get home now and it's like, yeah, no problem, shoot off i whatever, I'll I'll do that session tomorrow. But, again, it's having that, that flexibility of what you are doing it and knowing you can do everything and not just like, it's it's one or or the other because it it, was that mentality. It's not, you'll never do anything, you'll never get anywhere with it and you'll just end up like shooting yourself in the foot so. time. It's
0: having a bit good of leverage. Good
2: enough. What's yeah. that? I said, good is good enough, not perfect. Sometimes training, isn't
0: it? is yeah. not Is that and these it, like you said, like hiring somebody is, is kind of getting leverage on yourself. So yeah. you're making you become, well, it's holding you accountable to doing it and becoming hyper efficient with your time and making sure you get in the gym and you you get a session done in. An hour an hour and a half whatever rather than let's say wasting a load of time in between sets on your phone or whatever and then chasing your tail having to dash home and uh and feel like you've got a load of making up to do because you spent two hours uh yeah chilling out that's i chilling out in the gym training but you know what i mean <laughs> um i do th- i i think there's something to be said for that in terms of like well so that's what we all do for a job in it it's it's not about kind of telling people what, or it's less about telling people what to eat and what to do in the gym and more about how how we get them to do it. And it's a case of we, we all need that as, as much as anybody else does at times.
1: Yeah, 100%, because I say it's, uh, found that, you know, people like to put obstacles in front of themselves to justify why they can't do something or if they're scared of doing something. And, and having a kid and, and becoming a parent is like, for me, like number one obstacle or excuse or reason why you can't do something, you know, there's a there will be a, there will be a way. I think you know, nearly you, you touched on it last time where you were saying you just simplified everything to people because you just want like do A, B, C, and D. Is that manageable? Yes, mint. Like, right. just kick on with that. Off you go. You know, it doesn't need like the really macro split and training split and like right, you're training belts here, toes there, ass there, or, you know, have you done your BTAs? Have you eaten glutamine and all that crap? You know, it's just like, just really sort of take it back to, to where it's manageable for the person in front of you. Yeah.
0: I think like I say, we touched on that last week how so we've all changed as uh as trainers, if you like, or kind of relaxed on things, as long as, uh, the basic stuff's getting done, it's putting those things in place to allow you to find that release again, allowing you to feel like you're doing something to let off that pressure valve to sort your head out and to, I guess, feel good about yourself.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think it all, it all leads to you being a better dad and a better, better husband or partner because yeah, you know, like I don't know what you two guys are like, but for me, if I'm if I'm feeling good, like physically, and mentally, I'll be a much better person at home. Yeah. You no, know, so and you know we all have our little sort of behavioural things when pressure's on or you know, and we're sort of struggling to deal with stuff. Like, but if you're in that sort of good rhythm with with life and. Trained your physical and mental health and everything like that, then yeah,
0: you, you're much better, sort of dad and partner 100%. You, I, mean, I guess, as so viewers, you, you can feel if you walk in the gym feeling like you know you've had whatever a bad day at work or you know you just feel stressed. Like, certainly for me, like the last week, little ones been been crying and having a tough time with teething. You feel like obviously you're taking that on and that's stressing you out. You can literally feel it like being lifted off you by the end of a gym session got you feel like a different person at times and say, for me, if I don't have something like that or not, or not doing that enough times a week, you can feel you're getting short and snappy with them and things like that and uh, it's not how you want to be as a person, it's not how you want to be as a dad, definitely.
1: No, oh, Exactly, and then like I say, with those ideas about who you want to be as a dad and a partner and everything and your, your behaviour is not marrying up to that it's like a double knock-on effect and it's like you start like getting pissed off of yourself a lot more or hate yourself a lot more or feeling guilty and everything like that and it's just a bit of a snowball effect till yeah. you know able to get whatever is out of your system or you just talk to a mate or a family member or someone who's, who's maybe sort of gone through or going through a similar situation and, and been able to sort of just get things off your chest, really, because I think, you said it before. I think it's blokes. We just don't talk enough. Yeah, At all. yeah. And we're very sort of stubborn, quiet. Like, oh, I just, I just crack on. Like, and, and you wouldn't know there's what's going on to like some people. Like, you know, I was saying that um, that sort of dad's chat. I do it every Wednesday. Like, some of the answers coming through that. Like, I, I know some of these people, and it's like wow, I'm, I never...
0: You'd have I never have thought, thought that guy would have been thinking that yeah. one. You know,
1: it's yeah. just like, now it's just opened up my eyes loads um, to the to, to sort of dads out there who either don't have that support or they don't feel that they can talk in, about themselves and how they feel because they've, got, they've been stereotyped into a certain position they've got to behave a certain way and sort of uh, do specific things all the time, you know, they might not sort of marry up to, to how they're feeling.
2: Yeah, I think what uh, I got from listening to Jonesy then for a bit, which was um, I could relate with, was even when you went back to obviously, you know, your partner, your wife kind of giving birth and you had a spare part, is you kind of ab- absorbing all this stress and sort of stress and like outside resistance. And you're just taking it on and taking it on and i think training for me and like obviously speaking to other people is you can kind of control that stress and resistance and push back i think it was the same with rugby and i think obviously with guys we i think that's probably why we need an outlet of training or having a chat because like you say you can just soak it all in and not say anything and then obviously feel like you're going to implode so um i think that's why i also think jones you love lifting heavy, right? Cause you can really push back on some resistance. I uh, don't know, you like Rimmer, I know I kind of changed my training, but yeah, it's yeah. I think that's when I really work at training as a outlet for stress. That's, yeah,
0: for me, it's more the where does it sound? It's like it's the headspace of it. So like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't particularly enjoy running, but I still fit. I feel good after having gone, yeah. and done one. Like, well, I said I don't enjoy it on my, my back and things like, and My hips are rubbish. So I end up like with uh, back pain by the end of it. But I think just the like, I get the same thing from the gym though, because I don't, I generally train on my own headphones in. But like, say, an hour or so of just being in the gym, lift, lifting or say out, out on the roads doing a run, I feel better for it afterwards, whether it's like endorphin hit or just time to sit and think and get things out. I don't know. But I get the same thing what
1: Adam's saying, not so much.
0: I don't know. There's obviously something in the, the element of doing something physically, but it's the headspace as much as anything for me.
1: Hundred percent. It's like a little reset because you think about again the kind of job we do. We've we've got different people each hour, and each you know client comes in, and it's uh, it's no two are the same. So it, you know you sort of get into it. So you, you know you do a lot of sort of prep work outside the sessions to sort of look after clients and sort of learn and everything like that then you go home and it's kids and stuff like that. And it's never those sort of quiet moments. Like, I don't know what you guys like, but, you know, in the evening I'll try and get like half an hour to myself, but I can just sit there. I might not, I might not even put the TV on or whatever, but I just sit there in almost like silence, just sort of enjoying that. And like you are saying about that sort of headspace and that sort of just time to think and just reassess, you know, quick review of the day what do you need to do tomorrow and stuff like that um you know so just finding those like quiet moments as well
0: it's like i don't know do either you two do anything like meditation or anything like that sounds really hippie but you know what i mean like kind of like headspace or anything like that yeah i
2: was just gonna say that the training like meditation because you're focusing on yeah just being like you feel the the, what was the pain of training and like you say you're running and your lungs are burning a little bit and you're just really in tune with yourself and your thoughts aren't you so maybe training is a form of meditation but i've not done any meditation formally
1: yeah I, i've tried I've just never really yeah
0: it's done. not me i remember one year on holiday loose loose was doing it like was using that headspace app like every day and so she like wrote me into it like each morning we go to have breakfast and then we're gonna like sit on the balcony and and uh, she play that headspace and we'd sit there with like one headphone in each and I just I, like though it teaches you the idea is like you focus on your breathing it teaches you how to bring your head back and like focus on yourself and everything again it's just not me I can't can't deal with it I can't I don't feel like I get anything out of it or whatever but training I guess has that similar effect of the benefits of that but like I say it's just more I, feel like I get better I get more out of it if you know what I mean no, I felt it better. Okay. So, gonna round it to round it up. Um, I guess kind of like one one thing you do that you feel like sorts yourself, sorts you out. I guess either anchors you weak or keeps you keeps you on a level and being able to um, manage stress and whatever else to be kind of like the dad you want to be. What's the one thing do you reckon that you try and make sure you
1: need? Structure. So like, you know, whether it's like work bits, family bits, personal bits, making sure you got those in the day, they're nailed in and you understand it. And also trying to give yourself a bit of time to yourself. And again, that might be like bit watching the rugby at the weekend or, you know, training in the week, whatever it might be where you just get a little bit of chance to just sort of down tools a little bit and, and not worry about anything or, you know, whatever it may be and just just have that sort of time in the diary. And that comes from having that structure. You know, it's not just like walking through the front door and going, right, I'm had a shit week. I'm just going to have a, a beer and watch the rugby and just, you know, bring the family off because that's like, it's not, not on the all. <laughs> you know. So it, it's So it's having that and, again, just getting things in the diary like, I'll say like, oh, there's a like European Cup final at the weekend, four o'clock, Saturday afternoon. You know, so all right. Do you mind if I just like sort of down tools a little bit and watch that? You know, That's having right. those things in the diary and, and and stuff like that, and not just like taking the piss and going, right, I'm off out, or like I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because it's you know, at the end of the day, there's two of you, and it's you got to work together to sort of to make it work.
0: Yeah, I get that. How about you, Neely?
2: i got into like journaling pretty in depth like since I, I think finished rugby coming to dad like every morning it's like these are, what are my absolute must i need to get done today and that includes like training like you say maybe an hour to yourself or something i uh like i say i've got my journal here now just like noting stuff down i've just found that kind of gives me a release and i feel like i've accomplished something in a day and i can check out of work work adam and be dad at home Mm. Um, you know it's like i can leave the journal in the car and be dad then
1: is that is that like sort of just notes or is that like war and peace or what <laughs> it started with i mean I've got, um,
2: i got it might be a good one for if anyone's listening i do the um God, what's it called um mind journal which is actually made for men uh and there's like two that, yeah. and uh the first one kind of teaches you how to journal so it has a few like triggers and obviously i'm on to the second one now uh, which is a bit more open pages so you have like a check-in in the morning which like has a load of feelings like you feel positive safe grateful and you can just tick as many as you want and then it'll have like a daily intention thing you're grateful for all that type of stuff and then it has, actually has your happy hour like what is your happy hour today Plan it in and make sure you do it and i'm I've, i mean i think i'm on my third one now and like you say, some days I can write loads, some days I can just tick a few boxes and just go, right, crack on. But yeah, it's been a massive, massive help for me, that.
0: That's cool. nice. I think
1: nice. I that sort of fits into where, you know, you're not sort of particularly good at, at talking or expressing yourself to, to other, other blokes, per se. You know, having that journal, being able to write in that, in that sort of release. But again, there's, there's probably a bit of stigma around that as well, like, like your journal like when you put putting it it's like dear diary today i was <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's something that will help yourself and like loads of people and, and stuff like that so again it's just it's broadening the horizons and getting rid of that stigma about what bloke should be like what dad should be like and, and be yourself and have an opportunity to be able to express yourself what however that may be, whether it's in the gym, whether it's journaling, whether it's just being able to sort of watch, watch some sport on the weekend or whatever.
0: Hashtag blokes have feelings too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think for, for me, the things, like journaling something, I, I'll put your brains on that later, actually about journaling, because that's something I've been like, looking at and wondering where to, once we go with that, just to... Uh, like I said, time times, get thoughts out of your own head and get them down on paper. As I say, I think that's really good. For me, it's training. I think it's probably the best thing I've found since the end of, or since the gyms have been open again, is having kind of structured training in my diary. And that's felt so good. Uh, and I actually feel like, I don't know whether it's just the fact you weren't able to do it for a while and now it's there again, how much better I feel when I'm actually being, uh, being consistent with my training. like that. that so i think it holds things together for me a little bit So, are we uh, yeah. we're gonna have a quick chat about the potential of gyms closing or are we're gonna leave that one for another day <laughs> <laughs> All of the
2: minute. Podcast, right i
0: was gonna say yeah uh, maybe uh touch on that one uh, next time so um go and we'll wrap it up there then so thanks again boys um go and let everyone know where where they can find you again
1: yeah, Instagram,
2: Chris Jones PT mentoring. Yeah, I'm saying Instagram, Adam Neil underscore coaching, and
0: you know I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Rimmer. Um, so uh, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully, again, a bit of a full-on heavy one again today, but hopefully you've uh, got stuff out of it. Uh, if you have, please go on wherever you get your podcasts from—Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever—leave us a review five-star rating and uh, obviously subscribe as well and we'll be back with probably something a little bit more light-hearted next time. We'll see you then. Cheers, boys.
1: Nice one.